welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast with the girl Sandra. Ready to recap a Chicago Red Stars victory. Chicago Red Stars uh, took on Houston Dash last Sunday, and they got back to winning and got themselves a win. They beat the Houston Dash 3-0. to zero. A few goals we got to talk about, some nice assists on those goals we got to talk about. A lot of things to unpack here. Couldn't do it alone, so I'm here tonight. My friend, homie, colleague, Clay Walking, a.k.a. Scam Originator. How you doing tonight, Clay? Good. One game down, two to go this week. I mean, <laughs> there's only... There's four games left, but two, uh, two, two of them, yeah. Two of these games coming up. When yeah, once once they get to the end of this weekend, I'm gonna have to crunch the numbers to see. It'll have been like eight eight games in, I believe, 21 days, not counting the international break. We feel some way about it. We're That's gonna talk about it. A lot of games. A lot of games. Uh, we're gonna talk about this win for everybody, and we're also going to hit you with a double preview. Because, again, if you're listening to this, it's game day. So we're going to preview Orlando for you guys, and then we're going to preview Sky Blue FC as well because Chicago Red Stars have a quick turnaround this week. A lot of games, right, as we already mentioned. But Chicago Red Stars heading into this match against Houston Dash that took place on Sunday found themselves on a bit of a losing streak. We had discussed that in this previous episode last week on Friday, Saturday, and... Not only were they on the end of a losing streak, kind of, you know, kept emphasizing that it was like on a, a, a bad end of a losing streak where it's sort of like the, the offense sort of kind of wasn't connecting. The, the goals that they got uh, came in the stoppage time, 90th minute stoppage time of these games. And then like match against Portland Thorns, um, they were held goalless. So it was really good to sort of see the Red Stars get back A, to winning and B, to scoring themselves some goals. So we're going to start... Uh, Unpacking this game for everybody, and we're going to start with the lineup for the Chicago Red Stars. They lined up as followed. They had Alyssa Nair and Nett, Casey Short, Turner Davidson, Julie Ertz, Sarah Gordon rounding out the back line, Morgan Bryan, Danny Colaprico, uh, Yuki Nagasato, Vanessa DiBernardo, Savannah McCaskill, and Saint Kerr rounding out the 11. Pretty dope lineup. Of course, obviously, when the, when the Red Stars went ahead and rolled out with that lineup, the thing that we all noticed immediately was Julie Ertz and Turner Davidson uh, beefing up that central defense at center back. And uh, they were the pairing for this match with Sarah Gordon and Casey Short at uh, outside back. Uh, Aaron Wright was unavailable uh, last minute uh, due to illness. So uh, get well soon, hopefully. Uh, Red Sox can use it probably after this uh, after this week, after all these games. Yeah, I wonder, I genuinely wondered if she traveled afterwards because it seems like she was feeling pretty poorly, so... I don't know. Yeah, no, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I, I think with this, with this particular lineup uh, going up against Houston Dash, you got to feel pretty confident with that type of back line, right? What were some of your impressions of this lineup when we saw it? Yeah, I mean the the main the main ones, you know, I there's it seemed like a big move, sure, but every little piece of it made sense, um, especially with the context of Aaron Wright being a late scratch. Um, obviously, putting Julie Ertz and Tierna Davidson in the center. Um, is a very strong move. And, you know, Rory Dames said after the game that he'd been wanting to do that for a while. I personally wonder if with Aaron Wright unavailable and David still kind of nursing um, a bit of a tight hamstring, if maybe they figured that it'd be better if she had to go a full 90, it would make more sense for her to be in the middle than for her to be on the outside. 
Um, obviously Sarah Gordon is incredibly versatile and, um, she knows how to move on the outside as well, but then also pushing Julie Ertz back into the center back spot is always something that Chicago has done when that center, when those center three are healthy, you know, that was their game plan for the second half of last year. Once they got, you know, DiBernardo and Brian back and, and this year they not only have DiBernardo and Brian feeling all right, but they get Danny Colaprico back, um, Roy Dame said after the match that she actually spent her international break doing some personal individual stuff with uh, one of the assistant coaches to really get her sharpness back. And so it's because the Red Stars were confident that that midfield could go for the whole game that they put Julie Ertz back there. But also um, Katie Naughton, man, she was on the bench and that was a coach's decision. And, you know, I don't really know how much to editorialize on that, but um you know, that might, that was probably performance based, based on that three game losing streak. And, uh, that was also interesting. It was very interesting, but I, you know, Julie Ertz, man, I don't know if people maybe have forgotten or don't remember, but pretty good center back. She is. And I think she <laughs> likes it. I, I think she looks like she likes it back there. I think she probably is a player that enjoys doing both. And yeah, when given the opportunity to kind of diversify her her playing schedule, I think she likes that. Yes, Julia, it's pretty good center back. Yeah. If you if you reach on back in your bag of memories all the way four years ago, that World Cup one as a center back. This newer one kind of as a DM. Yeah. But uh, it's a uh, it's it's not a bad place for for her to be for the Red Stars. Um, speaking of bag of memories, I'm gonna also dig even deeper um, as we're recapping this game. But for for seeing them in that central pairing um you know when heading back to draft day you and I were both there as it was in Chicago and even speaking with Rory Dames then about uh, you know this this team had the number one pick and Tierna Davidson you know will she or won't she you know make that jump to go pro and uh then once you made that decision you know obviously that type of talent if you had the number one pick you were making that pick and for Chicago to sort of um, have these options at center back, you know, whether it, it is a Julie Ertz or, or Katie Naughton or somebody like a, a Sarah Gordon to have at Tierna Davidson to that mix. And Rory Dames absolutely referred to it sort of as the champagne problems. Right. So sort of uh, seeing this particular starting 11 at this particular time of the season, you know, we're in September with a handful of games left. Um, I think could prove to be, maybe a little bit poetic, but we'll see what happens. There's still a lot of games left to play. Um, but what happened in this match was real nice. <laughs> the Red Stars, right out of the gate, right, started uh, stringing up their passes and connecting well and really pressing um, Houston Dash here in their final third. Uh, really quick early opportunity, some really nice kind of uh, connecting play within the box. Uh Vanessa DiBernardo getting a goal, but it ended up being uh, ruled offside after Sam Kerr sort of uh, had this sort of weird, unique kind of like jumping and kind of like off the ball kind of movement. And then unfortunately that got called off because uh, for offside. But the Red Stars in this first goal, they got back to scoring within in the first 15 minutes of the, of the match, which is something that they've done pretty often this season. And when they've done it, they tend to win their games. So starting the goal scoring with Sam Kerr, 
And in the seventh minute, this awesome, awesome through ball from from Morgan Bryan uh, just had the vision to sort of basically launch Sam Kerr, who got in the end of this ball and just gave this great, great shot that went uh, near post there and forcing Jane Campbell to try to make a save, but it went right inside the net, and it was really, really nice to see the Red Stars get on the board that early. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yes, it was Chicago came out very strong, um, which is not really, you know, not doing that is not a problem that they have. They just sometimes don't get the goal that they're looking for with that early press. Um, yeah, I mean, I Houston really does not line up well against the Red Stars, certainly not in the last couple of years. Um, and it seemed like like part of this game, and we can talk about this, about how the first half kind of goes on. Um, Chicago looked a lot better. There were actually a number specifically of individual performances that looked a lot stronger than we've seen in a while, particularly Kerr looked really good. She looked um, sharper than she's been in a little bit, and um, that was a great shot. That first shot, really, really well-placed um, near post. She pretty much put it the only place it could possibly go, and... Um, but, you know, I would say that after that happened, you I, I, I highly recommend everyone, um, if, if you're interested, go to the NWSL website and go to the stats of this game and look at Houston's heat map because <laughs> they spent this game ended with them pretty much similar possession numbers, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. They spent the entire game in their own half. Yeah. Um, and so and it was odd because. Chicago was playing this high line with Julie Ertz and Tierna Davidson just about at the halfway line, and Houston was kind of packed in, but they had Rachel Daly up against the back line, and what I thought that looked like was like they were going to be playing pretty direct, um, just trying to get balls over to, to Daly and get her on the break, um, which Chicago is legitimately very vulnerable to. Um, and and that, and, and as we talk about moving forward um Chicago looked better but they were not asked to fix that part of their game in this game um because the breaks never came and I'm it, it was this odd thing where where Houston would get possession and it really seemed like they were just about to really make a counter run and then they just didn't they sort of just pinged the ball around in the midfield instead um and Daly didn't get a ton of looks certainly not in that first half I think she got that one shot off of that corner but um so, so yeah, I think Chicago played pretty well. I, if I had been preparing for this game against the Red Stars, I think I would have come out with a different idea of what was going to uh, to work against them. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because it, it almost just going back to what you mentioned about how the Houston Dash looked in in this particular game, and maybe sort of it the impression that it was giving giving us was that it looked like they were going to be playing. Direct. It was almost as if they were looking at some of these losses from the Red Stars, right? And they were like, "Oh, right. your central event is kind of it's kind of a bit of a weak spot for you right now. We should just play this way, right?" Too. And then uh, that just absolutely didn't work right. because Red Stars came out in this game and just wanted to just wreck yeah. whoever whoever was in front of them, right? Um, but yeah, definitely check out that heat map. You'll you'll see what sort of uh, Claire and I are, are talking about. So much of this. So much of this first half was uh, was very very Red Stars heavy in terms of the offensive opportunities, right? 
But of of course, like when you're looking sort of how things played out, they things were pretty even. They couldn't get of, that. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't in terms get that of possession goal. and stuff. The right. finishing just wasn't there. They wasn't, they just couldn't get that. The Houston just couldn't get that final pass to just even really look threatening. Right. You know? um, it just was really shut down before they could even get a sniff, really. Casey um, Short, had, well, on the outside, both Short and Gordon had really, really good defensive games. Absolutely. Um, and, and that, I think that was a big part of it. Um, they cleaned up a lot of messes before they even turned into danger. Um, but I think Chicago was a little bit, you know, they could have been better in this game. They, especially in that first half, I think you were the one that said it, that they were equally outplaying Houston and also keeping them in the game. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was my big like takeaway. I think it, it, it was yeah. funny. I think when I, it, Oh my God, dude, I think when I tweeted it, like five minutes later, Chicago got this second goal. Yeah. So it was like, it's like they got that. Of course, they, the Red Stars, you know, that, that's not unfamiliar. That's, that's part of the fabric of who they are this right. season. Yeah. Scoring, early, oh, scoring right. early in these yeah. games, right? right? So they got this very early goal, a nice goal, you know, Morgan Bryant to Sam Kerr early in the seventh minute. And then they kept chipping away with nothing to show for it. And then, it's just a, I, the tweet. I think yeah, it was something like I was like, wow, Chicago's doing a great job of completely like dominating this game while also keeping Houston still very much in it. You right. know, because I mean, it felt like it was one zero for forever. Yeah, it felt like it was one zero, and it and it was also this thing that they have the Red Stars have this problem with sometimes where the passes are kind of wasteful, so they're just giving possession away. It was just that the defensive performance in the midfield as well, the defensive, you know, output in the midfield, but um, they, the, there were errant, there were some errant passes. There was some, some forced, either forced or rushed um, some miscommunication that I think, again, if you were playing a team that was playing fast on the counter with purpose could have been kind of scary. They just weren't really forced to deal with that in any sort of a frightening way. Um, and then they got that second goal, which was a very nice team goal. That that second one. Yeah, even even some of the the build up play before that. I mean, you're talking a, a, like a goal line save there from Houston. Right. You know, Rachel Daly. You know, sort of de- de- denying uh, Sam Kerr, and also what, what would have I think been an assist from from Tina Davidson. So like everybody really getting involved in the offensive opportunities for for the Red Stars, but um. Yeah, it was just it was just so funny to see that it was just like you scored early and then it's like okay, there's you, any second and you're thinking any second now this second goal's gonna come and it just it felt like it just never ever came and then of course it came like right before uh, right before halftime mm-hmm. Yuki Nagasato some great some, again some great connecting play for the Red Stars Yuki Nagasato uh, feeding it off to to Sam Kerr who got this really dope goal that was actually outside of the box so it was it was it was really dope to see that because so for many of them. Yeah. Goals are always right dead center inside that box. So yeah. uh hitting this goal from the outside, you know, just, just outside of the box and um sort of beating beating her defenders and just making them look kind of foolish and getting this second goal for the Red Stars. Well, uh, you know, before- that that goal in a way, in a way, the defenders did what they were supposed to do, which was that they, they pushed Kerr out and they tracked her and didn't give her a line to go into the box. And then Kerr just got that. She does. She has that shot where she let the ball. She let the ball go across her body. She shot it with her right foot acro- back across her body. Um, 
and and that's like her bread and butter. I mean, really, Sam Kerr had a really good game. I mean, upon rewatching, this is another one where it's just like she's just a very good soccer player and just a very good striker. And um, to me, that that breakdown defensively for Houston wasn't quite as bad. But also, but also the the issue was that Houston was. Like they were, it was like zone, it felt like zone defense where they were picking <laughs> off passing lanes. Like yeah. that was the whole goal was to pick off the passing lanes. And it um, worked a little bit. It a did. Little- yeah. Like we were just talking about like some silly possession given up by the red stars. But if you're doing that, that means that no one is marking Sam Kerr. <laughs> and so um, anytime she got the ball or basically anytime Chicago was able to get past that and kind of unlock that because they're quite good at that when they're on their game. Um, Kerr had just enough space to, to get that off. So. Yeah, no, it was, it was dope to finally have this team go into halftime up by multiple goals. Right. So it's two zero and uh, Sam Kerr again, phenomenal game, really, really good stuff on the pitch, both on and off the ball. A lot of selfless play, uh, you got to wonder if maybe she, if she was opposite, maybe chose to be a little more selfish. What type of what type of game she, <laughs> she would have had? Like, she did like five practice. dummies in the yeah, first half alone. No, nobody had her back, and yeah. it was like, yeah. whoops. Yeah. <laughs> they really they thought really... she was going to shoot it, and then she didn't. Yeah, and they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> whoops. Yeah, so just uh, yeah, shout out to him for a really solid, uh, really solid game. Uh, coming into to halftime, there were no uh, immediate immediate subs. For the rest stars, but I really did appreciate uh, the sub the substitutions that were made eventually in this match. Um, but to start off this second half, the rest stars went ahead and they rolled out uh, with their <clears throat> with their original starting eleven and basically got back to work. Uh, sort of fun, I think in the halftime, a little bit of the chatter in our prospects. I think I did mention to you at one point. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't know, man. I feel like they should have another one. Just be and right. it was just because of the level of play that we were watching on the pitch it was like you know what yeah like I think if you don't win this <laughs> this game by three goals like maybe it might be a little bit of a disappointment even though you are gonna walk away with a, a win and right points. it definitely felt like it could either just have it the two ways it could have gone at halftime was two one or three nil and you definitely I'm sure the, that Chicago prefers one over the other um because I mean we'll get to this you know, I, I don't really, I'm trying not to be mean to Houston, but <laughs> they, you know, they're on their, they're on their own journey right now. And, um, and they are a team that can get visibly discouraged on the pitch. Um, and so you had to feel like one more would really kind of kill the game. And that's what happened. Yeah. The Red Stars definitely like, yeah, just picked up right where they left off coming into this half. They still were, you know, connecting a goal, you know, Sam Kerr was still, you know, being lethal and being very much a threat for Houston, you know, in front of net, you know, Yuki Nagasato was still linking up with, with somebody like Morgan Bryan. And I really, I really loved uh, watching their connecting play this season today. If you're not paying attention to, to both, not just Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr, but specifically Yuki Nagasato and, and Morgan Bryan. It just, it's really dope to watch these two just very smart soccer players playing soccer together. It's, it's been quite, quite dope to watch. And um, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing some more uh, cool stuff 
from the two of them. And <clears throat> this third goal that we're building up to here that took place in, in the 65th minute was, it was, I really appreciated this goal, this type of goal happening in this game because we had these two, these first two goals, right? That happened because Sam Kerr is the best striker in NWSL and she's a red star. And they have, they also happened because these two very smart players found that amazing striker in Yuki Nagasato and, and Morgan Bryan. But this third goal, yeah, man, this third goal the was assist. so dope because Casey Short, yeah, wild. who has been having an unbelievable season, just unreal. And uh, everyone, it seems like the general consensus that everybody knows, understands, and acknowledges that Casey Short absolutely is, hands down, the best uh, 1v1 defender in the league this year. Um, but there's still a lot of uh, naysayers or doubters even out there that uh, maybe aren't so convinced with her offensive capabilities at the outside back position. And to that I say a bull because this assist that she got in this goal is her third of the season. Left-footed. Left-footed assist. And uh, it is a shame because this is not the first time she's done this. It's just happens to be the third time that one of her teammates connected on yeah, it and was, true. Able, right. and was able to finish. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, is if you've been paying attention to a player like Casey Short, she has been serving up these type of passes all season long. Man, she did that team. from like the halfway line too. Yeah. Steph Curry with the shot. Yeah, Casey man. Short takes this ball. It's coming up the flank. And it's almost like she just said, fuck it. And sends this ball forward. Because she knew Savannah McCaskill had the skates on it and was just going to go after this ball and just see what happens. And that's what happened. And Jane Campbell, who is a very good goalkeeper, had the presence of mind to be like, you know what, I should come and get this ball. <laughs> Which, in hindsight, was probably the wise decision. I mean, yeah, if her defender had known she was there. Correct. Savannah McCaskill came out here with the hustle, so... Sav Hustle gets on the end of this ball and just basically toe pokes. This gets a foot on it. She just gets a toe on it, toe pokes it, and all of a sudden, this ball just trickles into the back of the net and the Red Stars find themselves up 3-0 in the 65th minute. It was quite dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that out of all of them, that was a pretty huge, that was a bad defensive sequence. From it was like It was like this combination of very good stuff from Chicago and some pretty poor stuff uh, from the Houston defense that led to that occurring the way that it did. Um, yeah, Campbell came out. I mean, Amber Brooks, if you watch the goal, she was tracking the ball, but she was not tracking the player behind her. She had no idea McCaskill was there. I don't think she knew that Jane Campbell was coming out for it. Um, and all three of them just kind of – like ships in the night, they all kind of uh, avoided each other. But it was McCaskill with the presence of mind to. I was I was impressed that she was able to get that with enough power and just to get it on target because she was kind of falling over. Um, and it wasn't you know it wasn't a close range toe poke. It, that took a little bit of control, and so I thought that um, in a way it was very fitting for that to be her first goal as a Red Star um, at that point in the game. Yeah, word. It was uh, it was quite dope to see. It was nice to see because like you had these two goals, right? We talk about these 
So goes the brace from Sam Kerr earlier, and it's like, oh, like this really nice assist from Yuki and this really nice assist from Morgan Bryan. It's two smart players. Sam Kerr, this great <laughs> world-class striker. And then I don't, I feel like you don't see, we don't, we haven't, especially this season, we haven't seen too often that type of goal coming out of the Red Stars. Like, yes, yeah, Sam Kerr works very hard and could do very cool things and get these very kind of cool goals. But I don't feel like we've seen very often anyway this season where the Red Stars have sort of made the opposition sort of basically pay for a mistake. Right. Um, and it was nice to see that the Red Stars could do that. Yeah, for sure. That was a very NWSL goal in a way that I found very endearing. Yeah, it was nice that that uh that was Savannah McCaskill's first goal for sure. And uh getting getting going going down three goals, right, in a game if you're the opposition uh I think at this point in the season, right? Uh maybe does something to you mentally. And uh the the level of play, I would even say maybe on on both sides of the pitch, just started to look different. I think once we hit the 70th minute mark the here. The game really stopped at the 70th. It absolutely yeah. slowed the hell down. Yeah. Uh, it was not the same game that we were watching from, from you know, that seventh minute goal in, into into that third goal. It absolutely, the energy absolutely shifted. Um, whether it was, uh, you know, a bit of dejection and, you know, from, from Houston Dash and the rest are sort of, picking up on that and playing into that but uh it definitely slowed down and, and we start we started to see the substitutions uh happen for chicago and i thought they were great substitutions considering uh the match at hand uh sam kerr got subbed out for president brooke elby right at the 69th minute her evening was done had two goals on the night thanks sam kerr and uh additional substitutions happened in the 74th minute for nikki stanton coming on for for morgan bryan and then the final sub for Chicago was in the 79th minute, uh, right after Savannah McCastle scored that goal. Uh, she came off in the 79th minute, and Katie Johnson went ahead and subbed on. And Katie Johnson, God bless her, came into this came into this match, and just like a mere five minutes or so, uh, getting subbed on, gets in this ball, gets inside the box, and earns a penalty kick. Yeah. <laughs> That, she, yeah. she earns a penalty kick after being on the pitch for five minutes. It was kind of impressive. Uh, but again, just that, that we're talking about that level level of play, you know, where maybe, you know, the opposition dropping their energy, maybe some players on the home side playing into that a little bit. But you have a player that just subbed on they're not going to stop playing. They're going to start to play. Right. So Katie Johnson gets in there, does her thing, and earns a penalty kick. And uh, Chicago Red Stars had the opportunity to go up uh, 4-0 in this match. But, again, all due, all due respect, nothing but, but props adapted to Jane Campbell. She's yeah. very, very good at her job. For sure. Very, very good at saving penalty kicks. And she absolutely saved this PK in which uh, Yugi Nagasato had stepped up to take it. Uh, read it the whole way, guessed it correctly, and went ahead and just iced that. Uh, that game for for everybody so uh opportunity to get some some more goal differential but it didn't happen uh, for the red stars and that's pretty much all she wrote for this game the red stars ended up winning 3-0 against houston dash and it was a good way i think for them to start off uh this week because today they're taking on orlando pride and then after taking on orlando pride they're staying on the east coast and taking on 
Sky Blue FC. Before we start jumping into these games, is anything else you want to say about this Houston match before we dip into these? Uh, no. Well, the thing I'll say is this, and this isn't this makes sense in the context of what we're about to talk about next, which is, I mean, you and I have talked about this uh, before about kind of what some of the stuff that went wrong uh, in the last three games, and part of the things that went wrong in the last three games is that they were losing them, so they had to keep playing quite hard for the whole match, uh, which is not what you want when you're trying to manage the minutes that Chicago has been managing. So I do think that um, getting Kerr off the field for 20 minutes was significant. Um, I think every sub, every sub was, you know, uh, what's the word? A a luxury sub. All three subs were luxury subs. So, um, and then because the game really slowed down, um, there were no, Oh, you know what? Actually, you know what? There is one more thing I want to say. I don't know if any Houston dash, uh, fans or otherwise listen to this podcast, but that shot by CC Kaiser Yo! was so good. <laughs> that was so good. Um, I was like, whoa! First of all, I've liked Kaiser all year. When she comes in, she brings energy to games, and um, I think that you know, I'm not trying to tell the dash what to do, but I think you at this point, you should You're play not her. What I'm going to say, yeah. Um, she's got ideas. She's got fast feet. I mean, she got around Julie Ertz to get that shot off in a very impressive way. It, that's so impressive. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. Um, no, and we're, we're, I think we're cool enough on this pod. We do that. Like, even though this is 100% uh, Chicago Red Stars podcast, every once in a while, you got to give the dab and like, yeah. we'll definitely look at the opposition to be like, Hey, yeah. I see you. Right. You yeah. And I absolutely agree with you hundred percent. That was a dope shot. And yeah. had that gone in, that definitely would have like maybe changed some things. As far as the energy Goal of the week yeah. conversation, <laughs> but also, yeah. yes, the energy yeah. of the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, CC doing his thing. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully she gets some more minutes, man. I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, heading into this Orlando match though, I feel like we might sort of see some of that. We're talking about a team that um, is also not just sitting at the, at, in the lower half of the table, but is currently last place in the, in the league and have officially mathematically been eliminated from any potential playoff. Uh, conversation so Orlando Pride have got a bit some you know some young players of their own that we're probably going to be seeing in this uh, match coming up today so we'll see how they line up Um, for the Red Stars I know Claire I know when (laughs) when you and I had recapped uh, and previewed um, this Orlando Pride game that took place back in August the game that the Chicago Red Stars lost Uh, 2-1 we previewed it in a way where you know we felt like the Chicago Red Stars were going to go up against an Orlando Pride team and they should be able to beat that team and then they didn't this team doesn't even have Chioma Ubogagu anymore I mean come on man so it's I'm not no disrespect and they've been playing their kids and that's great um but and they just got creamed by the rain. I, uh, I don't, in a way, like truly, I do not wish for Chicago to add to their misery, but also we've been saying this, Chicago really can't afford to, quite frankly, drop any points for the rest of the season. Um, but also not this game because Sky Blue looks pretty good right now and Chicago's going to be tired again. Yeah. It could happen. I think, I think that's important to, to know. As far as this 
particular match that's happening today. Um, it's the first game of a bit of a cramped week, small road trip for them. Uh, I think that this game, whether according to the injury report, Orlando's going to be officially without Alex Morgan and without Marta again. Uh, in this previous match that took place in August, Alex Morgan was available, but she ended up subbing out of the game uh, with an unfortunate uh, injury as well, more of a precaution. And it definitely changed the vibe and the momentum and the energy of the match. And once the Red Stars basically conceded a goal, kind of struggled to, you know, find their way back into the game, unfortunately. And I would like to not see that happen again. Yeah. So this match with the injury report that's come out for the Red Stars, all things considered, uh, looking pretty clean heading in into this road trip. Uh the only out is uh, again Aaron Wright with uh, with illness. They're they're keeping her out, uh, but everything else looks looks pretty clean. It appears that everybody else is available for selection. So to know that you're going into this match, yes, you're on the road and yes, you're going into Orlando, but you know you're missing key players like uh, Alex Morgan and Martha, who are huge huge players, especially Martha, who has only appeared who officially like after this match takes place will have only uh, made one appearance against the Chicago Red Stars this. This season, and that was both in sort of her World Cup return and like Sam Kerr's World Cup return match. And that game ended up being wild. It was a three-two uh, sort of kind of goal fest back in Orlando. So this this game might have a bit of a, a different vibe for Orlando. Uh, maybe you play a little bit differently once you know you're kind of playing for next year, right? Versus kind of playing for what's happening right now in this season. So we'll see how Orlando lines up. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some of their young players get some time, whether it's like a Joe Boyles or a Marissa Vigiano. And uh, I really like what she's sort of been bringing um, to them this season. I think she's been put, putting together some some good performances. You got to kind of wonder maybe if a player like her was, was on a different team, what type of attention she'd be getting, you know. But um, fortunately, she's, she's on a, a team that's in last place right now. So maybe she's not getting um, a lot of attention as a sort of a rookie. Um, so we'll see if they line up or, or how the, how they play up. But for the Red Stars, uh, I'd really like to see Sam Kerr have another one of her memorable Orlando Pride games. Um, Sam Kerr likes to score against the Pride, so I hope she continues her scoring streak and can maybe get one or two against uh, Orlando. Who do you want to have an impact in this game, Claire? Um, I would say I have two, maybe. Let's assume. So let's say you know Aaron writes out. Um, let's say they go with the same back line as they did against Houston. I would like Sarah Gordon to have another very good game. Um, and then also just whoever the third striker is. I mean, we've seen both Katie Johnson and Savannah McCaskill take that role. Um, and I think that when the third striker is grooving and feeling active and stuff, um, that opens things up for Kerr and, uh, that's always good. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast as your preview for tonight's game, thank you. Uh, if you want any additional preview type stuff, you can check out my preview at uh, Hot Time and Old Town. Talks about all the similar stuff that we uh, spoke about kind of already on here. So uh, you never know what happens in this league, but hopefully the Red Stars can uh, take care of their business uh, on the road against Orlando. Um, so looking ahead after this Orlando Pride game. The Red Stars will be staying on the East Coast and heading back to New Jersey, where they're going to take on 
Sky Blue in their third and final regular season matchup of this game. And Sky Blue, they have gone ahead and got themselves two wins against Chicago Red Stars already this season. They and, took, and they took North Carolina right to the wire this past weekend. Gotta say, they're playing real fun. Yeah, like, they're good. Yeah, they're playing good and they're playing fun. And you know what? It's what they deserve. Yeah, it's for nice sure. to see. Yeah. It's really nice to see that coming out of Sky Blue. Uh, and gotta say, selfishly, for the rest stars, uh, I don't feel too great about it. I don't like that the you know, that that the, the, the Jersey girls are having a lot of fun and having a lot of good times playing soccer and they're gonna get a Chicago Red Stars team that might be a little tired and on the roll. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, because last time that happened they saw that they uh you know they took him to test and yeah. uh we'll we'll see what happens uh this time around against new jersey i think a lot of that's you know i think we could both agree a lot of uh what could possibly happen in new jersey is going to be heavily depending on what happens in orlando you know hope i think the hope is that you'll we'll all see something similar to what happened in this houston dash game that just took place where you sort of handle your business take care of it and maybe you could take your foot off the gas and sort of reserve some of that energy going forward but uh you got to kind of take care of business early on in the match so we'll we'll see what happens i don't know things get things get funny when yeah you times i mean i think up. i think ultimately um so i guess we, we haven't really talked about this a ton we t- I know we've talked about it just personally but um i think the thing about the sky blue game is um Chicago has to get hyped up for it and they're not going to want to, they're going to feel tired. Um, and sky blue is going to be hyped and it'd be really easy just to, you know, let the hyped up team really kind of run at you and run and gun. Um, and that's what I would like to see from the red stars. Cause that, that is the element that is perhaps maybe the most disappointing sometimes with them in the games that they lose that they shouldn't is, um, they have to decide that this game is important. And I know that they know that. I know that and they're professionals and all of that sort of stuff. But um, you can't just go out there and expect to win because, you know, your stats are better. You right. have to. And sometimes when you're not feeling it, you got to convince yourself that you are. And that has been specifically one of Chicago's big problems this year. And I would like to see them learn from that on this week, on this trip. Yeah, no, I would agree. Hopefully we'll see that happen. I mean, it's it's different, right, when you're uh, maybe playing these two types of teams at the end of the season when you're still vying for playoff position versus maybe earlier in the season or in the right. middle of the season when the game might not mean as much. Right. And we've seen, like, the heavy hitter type teams maybe play a little bit of lower energy or maybe play a little bit, quote-unquote, lower to that level of competition because of where teams are at on paper. And uh, that's not necessarily something uh, – you don't have the luxury of doing that right now. And uh, we'll see what happens in this match. Uh, Jersey, man, I don't know. I would like to uh, – please, please, Rocky Rodriguez, can you not have <laughs> – can you not? <laughs> like, she's had some really great games yeah. this season against – the rest stars, it'd be cool if you want to, like, take a night off. Like, I'd appreciate it. Like, you know, that'd be cool. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that game in particular would probably have a really heavy midfield emphasis. Yeah, so I'll for just sure. say, like, whoever 
is, uh, you know, whoever's number is called for midfield responsibility on this match day, you got to be ready to go. So that's going to be my players to watch, whoever it is in the midfield. Who do you want to have an impact in this game? Um, oh, that's a really good question. You know what? Yep. I'm going to go, I'm going to go <laughs> really basic. I'm going to be so basic right now. Do it. Um, if Sam Kerr has a good game, there's no reason Chicago can't win it, even if they're bad, you know? Word. So this is one where you talk about getting hyped up and deciding that you're just going to take care of it. That would be one that Sam Kerr, if, you know, if her body's working, could, all she's got to do is do her thing. And in Sky Blue's very exciting and they're very good, but you can score on them um, specifically. They'll score on you too a little bit, but you can score on Sky Blue and uh you know it's all the same stuff we've said before Kerr's really good yeah. on that big old field um yeah. she's just got to do it yeah and apparently <laughs> poor sky blue they can actually score on themselves too they <laughs> no. they lost they lost to the curse because of an own goal because like, of oh, a weird man. own goal yeah i'm like this totally sucks so uh i don't know well maybe uh maybe the red stars will catch a break like that or something we'll we'll, we'll see what happens um Looking forward to uh, hitting you all back up uh, next week. Uh, we're going to get back to our regular posting schedule, and we'll have a double recap for you guys for both of these games, both Orlando and uh, New Jersey. Well, the recaps will come later in next week. So thanks, you all, uh, for tuning in. Claire, do you want to let the people know uh, where they can find you and your good work? Yeah. Uh... I'll be recapping the games at Hot Time. And I do stuff for the Equalizer and here. We love this podcast. Yeah. We're really, we're, this is just what we're really about. We just love being here talking about this team with all y'all. But yeah, ditto for me. Uh, shout out to Hot Time. Shout out to Equalizer. Shout out to Second City Soccer. Shout out to all those places where you can find Claire and myself and doing all that good work. If you want to follow me, and my shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter, at Sandarera underscore, that's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. And uh, if you don't like reading or following work online or anything like that, you should just continue your support of the Southside Trap podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on all social media channels. You can do it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. And you can go ahead and uh, listen to us and stream us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, so go ahead and find us. Uh, give us a download, a stream, a like, a rating, a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously when we're trying to produce Chicago Red Stars content for you. Thank you all for hanging out, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>